Uh, let's just pray, shall we? Lord, I just ask that um, you would take away anything now that's of me and that my words would be your words. Lord, we ask that we would learn something that we can take away from this place and use to become more like the people that you want us to be this morning. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Okay, if we can have the PowerPoint, please. Now, don't panic adults. It's not another quiz. Don't worry. Embarrass yourselves enough. Okay, I just wanted to start with the the last slide from um, the questions. The vital ingredients for growth. Who can remember what the that missing ingredient for growth was? Food, soil, nutrients, yeah, all those things. So, I've entitled this morning's talk, What We Feed Grows. What We Feed Grows. Um, Has anyone ever tried to grow anything at home? Yeah? Pumpkins, okay. Anyone tried to grow herbs, vegetables, fruits? Yeah, okay. I don't know if you've had much success. I, um, I'm not really into anything like that. I can't grow fruit or veg. But I do, um, I do like bonsai. Do you all know what bonsai are? <coughs> Maybe some of the, um, the younger ones don't. So um, here's a picture of a bonsai. Okay. So a bonsai is a, a fully grown tree, but it's grown in such a way that it stays small. So this is a, a maple tree, but actually it's only about this big. It's beautiful, isn't it? I wish I, I wish I could say that was one of my bonsai, but um, unfortunately it's not. Who'd like to see a picture of one of my bonsai? <laughs> yeah, I thought you might. It turns out that um, growing bonsai isn't quite as easy as you'd think. Um, yeah. You've got to look after it just right. You've got to water it just right. And you certainly have to feed it. This is what happens when you don't feed a bonsai. The next slide is not a bonsai, but it's what happens when you do feed something the right way. This is um, a pumpkin. It's the it's the world's heaviest pumpkin. This photograph was taken in Germany. It was grown by um, a Swiss gardener called Benny Meyer. And this thing weighs almost as much as a small car, 951 kilograms. I don't know what a... Uh, what, well, I think he had to have a special truck to get it there, actually. Um, I don't know what he fed it, but what I do know, what we feed grows. What we feed grows question. What are we feeding ourselves with? What are we feeding ourselves with? Um, Confession time for me. I tend to be um, quite an obsessive character. So if something catches my attention, um, it's completely my focus and it's all about that one thing. So I remember when I was uh, about nine years old, something like that, I decided that I wanted a bike and the bike that I wanted to get was a rally chopper. Does anyone remember the rally chopper? If you, for those of you that don't know what a rally chopper is, there we go. I was, as a nine-year-old, I thought this was the coolest thing on the planet, okay? Jet black, okay, silver writing, 
Not just silver, metallic silver writing. Okay, and if you look, if you look really closely, someone told me that it's got a pointer on this thing, so I thought, oh, I must try and find the use for that, so I'm going to use it now. Okay, if you look really closely at the mudguard, you'll see it's actually got flames coming out of its non-existent exhaust. Okay. <laughs> and um, I got totally obsessed with this thing. There was a, a lad at the local park who had a rally chopper, and every time I went past, I thought, I wonder if that guy's going to be there on his bike. I thought, I've got to have one of these things. So I saved up all my spends every week, saved up all my Christmas money, birthday money, and eventually I got a rally chopper, and it was fantastic. Um, turns out not only is it the coolest bike on the planet, it's also the heaviest, so I should really have legs like tree strengths, but well, there you go. Yeah. Um, but the rally chopper wasn't the only thing I got obsessed with. Okay, About the time that I was riding around on my rally chopper, something else came into existence. Space Invaders, okay, this, this changed my life. I think Space Invaders is fantastic, and uh, I still do. In fact, anyone with a, a PlayStation or an Xbox, can I just say, this is a proper computer game, okay? <laughs> and um, as I got a bit older, my interest changed. So um, when I was an older teenager, I started getting into health and fitness. So did a lot of running, um, played a lot of squash and all sorts of other stuff. And I was out and about doing exercise of one form or another every single day, as you can tell. <laughs> um, and um, now that I'm a bit older, my personality is not actually that much different, okay? I still get a little bit obsessed with things. Anyone got one of these? Okay. An iPhone. Other phones are available. Um, I love my iPhone. I, um, when I go to work, I walk to the bus stop, and then I get a bus from the bus stop into Altrincham. Then I've got a wait for a train to Stockport, then a change at Stockport for another train into Manchester, then I walk from Manchester to the office. So it takes me about an hour and a half at least, and the same back, and I know that some of you travel uh, further than that as well. So we're talking about three hours a day travel time, and for me this has been a complete lifesaver. There's loads of good stuff out there. And has anyone heard of this app? Geolingo. Okay, as you might expect, it's an app that helps you learn another language. So, I thought that I'd have a go at learning French. Okay, we went to France recently. I did a tiny bit of French at school. So I thought, well, that's the thing I've got most chance of learning. Um, can I just say, for anyone out there who's fluent in French, and I know there will be some, don't come up to me afterwards and talk to me in French. There's a big difference between learning and being able to do it. Okay, so I'll just stare at you blankly. But yeah, this is, this is um, my latest obsession, Duolingo. Now, if you think I'm going to stand here and say that we shouldn't be doing all this stuff, you're dead wrong. All this stuff's great, isn't it? We should be learning things. We should be growing and um, keeping our minds active. We should have hobbies. helps us relax. And um, we're actually told to look after our bodies, aren't we? If you can exercise, we should be doing We should be good stewards. All I'm saying is it's a question of perspective, isn't it? Just that last one, the, um, the physical exercise, the Bible says this. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise 
for both the present life and the life which is to come. Whatever is the most focus of our attention, that is what will grow the most. Why? Because what we feed grows. What we feed grows. I asked at the beginning if um, anyone had ever grown anything. Sonia loves sunflowers. Okay, I always think they kind of match her personality, bright and cheerful. And um, a couple of years ago, she brought home a little packet of and sunflower seeds, and she planted them in the garden. Well, I say planted them. You can't ever accuse Sonia of being the fussy type. Sonia's idea of planting is you get the packet of seeds and you tear it off. You get the seeds and then you go out into the garden. Okay. (laughs) Job done. Okay. That was the sunflower seeds planted. But no particular watering regime. Certainly no feeding regime. But you know what? These sunflowers grew really well. And you know what sunflowers are like once they get into the stride. And before long, they were taller than me. Hang on a minute, Phil. I thought you just said that to make things grow, you've got to look after them really well, make sure they're in the right spot, water them, feed them. So so what happened here? with a kind of some strange genetic mutation that just happened to grow magically on their own? I think what happened was, I think they just happened to be in the right place. Where they fell, they just got just the right amount of sun. It rained just the right amount. Um, and okay, we didn't feed them, but if you think of the parable of the sower, I think it got all the food it needed because of the nutrients in the soil. What we feed grows. And I wonder how we get fed. Now, if ever there's a case of preaching to the converted, this is it, I know, because we're all in church. But there's various ways we can feed ourselves, can't we? We can come to church. Um, possibly the most important one, we can spend time uh, with the Lord and his word. Uh, spending time with Christian friends and people who will encourage us, that's important, isn't it? And maybe a great combination of all of those things is house groups. If you're not in a house group, I do recommend it. It's um, real encouragement. We have to be in the right place. Why? Because what we feed grows. What we feed grows. What about our habits? Our habits. There's a theory on the internet that you can make or break a habit by doing the same thing for 21 days. Now, I'm not sure about that. Other people disagree and say it takes more like eight months. Um, So I'll leave the psychologist to to discuss that one. But what I think we can all agree on is that the more you do something, the more likely you are to do it again, aren't we? We all know that. Question. If you could make or break a habit in the next 21 days, what would it be? If you could make or break a habit in the next 21 days, what would it be? It's important that we feed the right habits in our life because what we feed grows. What we feed grows. Kids, I know you're busy. If you don't remember anything else, I say today, just remember this. Develop the habit of talking to God in prayer every day. It's the best thing you'll do. It's your best friend and he'll never let you down. Okay, now, kids, for the next bit, 
I need you to trust me. Okay, can you trust me? <laughs> the reason I need you to trust me, <laughs> the reason I need you to trust me is because I just need to talk to the mums and dads for one minute, okay? So if all the kids could put fingers in your ears, okay? All got your fingers in your ears? If you mean yes, you're not supposed to be able to hear me. Okay. <laughs> Mums and dads, I was saying there's a lot of good stuff out there, isn't there? A lot of really good stuff. A lot of rubbish out there as well. And it's really available to our kids, isn't it? Uh, phones and tablets, TVs in rooms, and computers in rooms. Do we really know what our kids are feeding themselves with? Um, if you're anything like me, you love to give your kids as much freedom as possible. And that's great, isn't it? To encourage them and to trust them. But Proverbs 22 says this. Instruct your child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Whatever habits they feed on as a kid, that's going to go through and grow with them into adulthood. Make sure that the kids are feeding themselves with good habits Okay, kids, well done for those of you that did it. Fingers out. Now then, adults, for the next bit, I need you to trust me. Now, you've seen the way I run a quiz. You can trust me, right? Okay. (laughs) I just need to talk to the kids for one minute. So, fingers and ears, adults. Okay. I'll leave it to the front row to decide whether you're adults or not. Okay, kids. Right, no one's listening, don't worry. Do your grown-ups, do your mums and dads ever tell you to do things that you don't want to do? Did they ever say, turn off the TV? Did they ever say, um, only five more minutes on that game and then finish? Yeah. Quite annoying sometimes, isn't it? You know what? They only do it because they love you and they want the best for you. Don't give them a hard time. But you know what? I reckon you lot are actually smarter than that because God gave us a conscience, didn't he? Sometimes when you're doing things that doesn't feel quite right, I think, I'm not sure this is right, I'm not sure I should be doing it. You don't have to wait for your mum and dad to get involved. Just go and do something different instead, okay? Okay, adults, fingers out. Well done. So the Bible talks to us about lots of good things that are good to feed on. It also talks about things that are not too good to feed on. It says in Colossians, set your minds on things above. That's the good stuff. Not on earthly things. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. It's quite brutal, that, isn't it? Not minimise it. Not try and do as little as possible. Put to death, therefore, what belongs to your earthly nature. Bad desires, bad habits, whatever it might be. What's the best way to put something to death, to kill it? I would suggest the best way is to starve it. Remember my poor old bonsai? It's, um, it's an undeniable law of nature that if we starve something, sooner or later, it is going to die. What we starve dies. What we starve dies. For us as people, we're not too different to plants. We need a certain amount of things to grow. 
Now, surviving is a different thing, okay? Some of these things we, we need all the time. So you can't go for more than a couple of minutes without air before you're in deep trouble, okay? You can't go for too much longer without water before you're in big trouble. Jumping right to the bottom of the list, we can actually go quite a long time without food. But that's actually a bad thing, isn't it? We might think we're doing okay. We can be plodding on, think we're fine. All of a sudden, we hit a brick wall, and we realize we're not as strong as we thought we were. Why? Because we haven't been feeding ourselves properly. Do we want to survive, or do we want to be healthy? Do we want to be strong? Do we want to enjoy all the good gifts that God has for us? Jesus said this, I have come that they might have life, and have life in all its fullness. He doesn't want us to bump along. He doesn't want us to survive. He wants us to enjoy everything that he's got for us. Let's not settle for second best. Let's have life in all its fullness. I just want to uh, finish with a quote. Um, apologies if it's slightly small, but I will, I will read it to you. This is from a book called Enjoying God by um, Ellen Cherry. And it says, <clears throat> We may liken training and enjoying God to growing in the enjoyment of Mozart's music. It can be enjoyed at face value, but the degree of enjoyment increases when one's ear is trained to pick out the harmonies and dissonances. It's possible to be a Christian without much training. Some would say it requires only acceptance of Jesus as Lord. But... To progress in Christian excellence beyond the basics requires training and cultivation of the skill of attending to God and re-examining and reforming oneself in the light of that attending. I think that's a, a great quote. I think it's fine words. I think it's written in a, a style that you might expect of someone who's a professor of theology. But actually, I think we can say virtually exactly the same thing, a lot simpler. I think we can say that if we want to grow in the things of God, we have to feed ourselves in the things of God. Why? Because what we feed grows. What we feed grows. Okay, I've finished now. If the, if the worship group want to just make their, uh, their way up to the front, um, but... You know what, it took me quite a long time to make this box, so I'm going to get my use out of it. So what I thought we could do is we could say this all together. You up for that? Okay. What we feed grows, but what we starve dies. What we feed grows, but what we starve dies. Okay, let's see if we can do it a bit faster this time, okay? What we feed grows, but what we starve dies. What we feed grows, but what we starve dies. A bit faster again, you ready? Oh. <laughs> okay, thanks, Danny.